Hi, and welcome to All Things Cozy with Matt and Jillian. We are a bi-weekly podcast about everything that is warm, soft, and comforting. We have a very special episode for you today. Not only is Robert Balkovich back with Yay. us, our guest in our cozy music episode. Our cozy correspondent. Returned. Our cozy correspondent from all over the world. Yeah. You can never catch him in this. He's like, he's the all things cozy Carmen Sandiego. Yes. <laughs> but not only is he here to talk us through keeping cozy on social media, but also this is our podcast one year anniversary episode. Oh, what? We have so been, special. Yeah, we've been at it for a solid year. Can you believe that? Time flies. I literally, I thought, cozy. you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and then Robert has a new project that he's going to be talking about too. Yes. yes. Robert, what's your new uh, project? So I just started doing a podcast with the curators and founders of the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, 1994 museum, which is a museum in Brooklyn that started as uh, an exhibit about the Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan incident um, surrounding the 1994 Olympics, <laughs> which is a very <laughs> uncozy uh, incident that we won't get into on this show. Knees were attempted to be broken. It's a whole thing. Uh, but they now have a gallery space in Crown Heights, Brooklyn, where they do exhibits about pop culture. So when I met them, they were doing an exhibit on that YouTube video of Kim Cattrall um, scatting while her oh, boyfriend, God. her husband, plays the upright bass. And they had one just recently on about some celebrities smoking in the bathroom at the Met Gala. They had one about a video of Isaac Mizrahi arguing with an HSN host about whether the moon was a planet or a star. And (laughs) most recently, they just opened an exhibit honoring uh, Tiffany New York Pollard from Flavor of Love and I Love New York. And she came to the opening, um, which was... I loved all the pictures. Yeah, it was insane. She was so, so, so nice. She, like, in person is very cozy. Yeah, so we started doing a podcast called good for her which is a podcast just we're taking a look at like sort of pop culture type of news tmz type of news but try to like look at it not necessarily even from a positive point of view but like the sort of like base level we're looking for is like what are good for her moments and so that would be like uh recently tmz reported that uh ramona from the real housewives of new york doesn't know where union square is and that's uh, good for her good for her why does she need to know um, exactly. and there so are it's celebrity news so, from a very positive place and a historical yes. perspective too Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. Every every episode we go through sort of like some some uh, recent ish good for her moments that have like popped up in the news. And then we also take a, a deeper dive into something from pop culture. So, so the first episode, we looked at the movie Showgirls and some, you know, sort of like went in. Uh, and looked at like moments surrounding both like the actual movie and like the filming of the movie and what people were doing afterwards that were good for a moment or the other two categories, which is cut it out and uh, not my business. <laughs> I don't know. Well, Robert, you're hysterical and I can't wait for this podcast to blow up. Well, thank you guys. I'm so, and I'm so happy yeah. to be back on here uh, and to talk, you know, we'll do some sort of like uh, your version of good for her, which is just cozy. Yeah. So we're, we're trying to talk about, how to stay cozy on social media, which when we initially broached this topic, I was like, there's no way. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think we can maybe find a way forward in helping you and and us curate our social media feeds so that they are minimally uh, face melting. So that's what we're kind of looking (laughs) forward to today. Trying to make that online space as cozy as possible with a cozy celebrity correspondent expert. Yes. Yeah. 
And I know that is like a Herculean task, um, but I'm I'm ready to take it on. And I think we can tackle it. it. This is this is going to be a very important episode because we're 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 messing with some pretty difficult topics here because I I don't even know if we can succeed (laughs) at making (laughs) social media cozy, but we'll try. It might be on its face impossible, but here we go. We'll see. So before we get to that, though, we're going to start with our regular segments, beginning with what's making us feel cozy this week. I guess I well, I never know what the time frame going on here, but I'll say a few weeks ago just to be safe. I was in Costa Rica and as you know, it rains there a lot, especially during the <laughs> rainy season, which I happen to be right on time for, of course. Famously rains during the rainy season. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who would have thought? Yeah. So uh I was just noticing how cozy it is to be sleeping during uh very intense rainstorm and i guess i really wasn't asleep so i was aware of it <laughs> but to be woken it's, it's so cozy to be constantly awake because of the rain <laughs> well i was just noticing i was being you know woken up by it and then kind of being in that little half in between awake sleep stage and just listening mm-hmm. to the rain fall down that was so cozy and since i don't get it here in la and i feel like us I'm just a broken record talking about how it doesn't rain in LA, which is another obvious thing. Um, just when it rains and falling asleep to the rain, but like a hard rain, not a little drip drip here and there, but a real thunderstorm. <laughs> a real That's pounding. And raccoons. And raccoons and howler monkeys. Yes, and howler monkeys. So also, I was thinking about, I was going to say, it makes you feel cozy. I was going to say, oh, raccoons, that seems really vague and a little bit odd. But... <laughs> Just seeing the pack of raccoons around the resort I was at was actually kind of cozy because they were there every night. Yeah. And you could expect they're like little families. I was kind of terrified of raccoons and I still sort of am, but they had their coziness. Are you they still do. in touch with the raccoons now that you've returned <laughs> Same home? postcards yeah. back and forth. <laughs> yeah. No, I've always thought raccoons are like little trash angels. I think they're actually so cute. I love that they have little hands. I love that they have yeah. little masks on their face. Yeah, they came right up to the door of the our little bungalow and I was convinced that they were going to just break through the glass and come yeah. in because they, they're kind of, they can be a little aggressive, mm-hmm. but they're yeah. also sweet too. They're a little aggressive scamps. with their love. Yeah. So rain and raccoons <laughs> and summing howl- it up and howler, <laughs> howler monkey howls. Yeah, howl- well, if you, anyone out there is familiar with howler monkeys, they're a very deep roaring screech. It's not a, yeah, it's, it's, like a- it's really <laughs> deep. <laughs> yes. That's exactly. You've heard that. Yeah, on um, they did a season of Survivor in Guatemala, and it was just like all, it was just like the whole thing was just them like laying in their <laughs> shelter, like wide awake, like while these howler monkeys were like hanging over them, screaming in their faces. <laughs> yep, that's pretty much how it was for me too. But it was cozy because of the rain. Too. Yeah, yeah. And I was inside Nothing a nice bung- bungalow. I wasn't out in the wild. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cozy. Yeah, th- we should make that ambient sound for our our segments. Just <laughs> howler pour, monkeys, sheets of rain with howler monkey sounds. Yeah. Or I'll just I'll just capture Robert's bellow yeah. and we'll just that put was that in there. Extremely accurate. And little raccoon hands like tapping on the glass. Yeah, it was a nice <laughs> cornucopia of sounds. I want to see an ASMR video done by a raccoon. I think they'd be really good at it. Well, have you seen the video of the raccoon? Uh, there's like a porch, like a wooden porch, and. 
someone throws a handful of like cat food on it and like literally like dozens of little raccoon hands start like slapping oh like through the whole through like the slits in the wood and they're terrifying. just like slapping for the food it's the craziest <laughs> video it's like a straight up horror movie um, <laughs> except i'd love to just like lie down and let them like slap me with their little hands <laughs> all right well now this is getting weird <laughs> all right robert what's making you feel cozy this week so what's making me feel cozy this week is this habit that I picked up that I'd sort of like fallen out of in the last couple of months. But I love, love, love watching YouTube. There's like this whole like community of YouTube people who do YouTube videos about like old video games. And oh, OK, for, OK. For like I was some... really worried we were going to go into raccoon <laughs> slapping territory. <laughs> but oh, all the God. great ideas Donald Trump has. No, no. Um, and. Yeah, I've, I've, and I found that, like, because, like, I I recently got back into, like, modern video games. Which I enjoy very much, but it's, like, a, such a different experience because when I was a child, um, like, all the, the thing I figured out about it is, like, all video games when I was a kid had, like, a very contained world where, like, you went through a level. There's a certain number of things you could pick up or interact with. There was, like, a beginning, middle, and end. There was maybe, like, two secret areas or whatever. And, like, that was that. And so I really like going. And we were happy today with that. We didn't like, need anything <laughs> extra. <laughs> yeah versus like today where it's like um literally like world the size of like continents that you can like roam around in and there's like a hundred million things you can do and like people to talk with and you can pick up everything i know i've started playing skyrim and yeah. it's endless yeah I, I literally spent the first two hours of skyrim just picking up I, I literally was like picking up garbage because I, I <laughs> expected anything that I can interact with I would maybe need in the future. So I like had, right. I spent so two hours, all these like, baskets wandering. and bowls you can do nothing with. Yes, I spent like two hours wandering from Ruder and picking up bowls and like picking up people's clothing off their horses. <laughs> and it would just be like it would be like tattered, tattered tunic. And I'd be like, oh, I might need this for something. And then I just realized like, <laughs> well, no, why it's just do a, they have those things out there? It's just because uh, it's like I, realism. Yeah, exactly. There's really no purpose for it, I guess, unless you can drop things and decorate your house with it. But that's about it. Yeah, tattered tunic. Yeah, um, or to like, de- or to like, if you want to like dress up like a, a poor corpse. Um, <laughs> anyways, so like, the, so like, what I've been enjoying about watching these YouTube videos about older games is like going in and like watching videos about like, for instance, like Tomb Raider and finding like secret parts of the level that I didn't even know existed when I was a kid, when I played them and like just going back and sort of like revisiting this like very particular like time, it, this, this thing that like really harkens back to like a very particular time in my life. And they're like usually actually like super smart, like really good analysis. They go with like deep into sort of like the, you know, the culture and the stories and the, whatever. Um, yeah. And I just like, that's like what I've been watching before I go to bed and I'll just like queue up like three of them. And it's just like such a, such a cozy like wave crashes yeah. over me. That's a nice yeah, little I'm, habit. I'm with you. Yeah. There's a YouTube channel, and I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head, but they do, like, famous glitches uh, yes. for video games. And they kind of go into... Um, oh, no, no. What I'm thinking of is it's a YouTube channel that does, like... It breaks down all of the level art, and so it'll zoom out beyond what yeah, the player yeah, yeah, can yeah. see because of the fixed camera. And it's fascinating the design elements that video game designers put into levels mm-hmm. that you never see as a player. And you're like, mm-hmm. why did you spend time even making this? Or even you can see how much they don't do when you really zoom out of what the game camera can see. It's just like nothingness. <laughs> yeah. So or it's, you realize it's, it's like fascinating you, thing. you think you're seeing a city in the distance and it's actually just like a totally 2d like illustration that somebody did. Exactly right. A lot of it's just flat paintings in like in the back, and they look totally real when you layer them a certain way. Yeah, well, that's actually how they used to do old movies. Um, like famously, that movie 
the Black Narcissus, which takes, it's like made in the 40s and it takes place in like the Himalayas. And so it was known for having these like beautiful, it takes place like a nunnery in the, in the mountains and there's like this beautiful scenery and whatever and it was all matte paintings, like just like fully fake. They were all painted by mats. And they so were all I feel like my legacy has been, you know, <laughs> my heritage as a name, very famous for beautiful paintings in the background. Off of that terrible joke, I'll talk about my, what's making me feel cozy this week, which is a French documentary film called Faces Places or Vichas Village. Um, and that is a French, French documentary film by um, French New Wave director Agnes Varda and uh, a mural artist named J.R., and so basically the documentary follows this unlikely pair of like an 88-year-old director and this young modern artist um, as they travel around rural France mm-hmm. and they interact with local villagers and they take their portrait and then they end up making these big murals that they put on buildings that have a lot of character mm-hmm. or like historical buildings. Like one one place they put a mural on is like um, a bunker on the beach of Normandy from that the Nazis had set up that had fallen onto the beach. And um, so they put a mural on that and a bunch of other really interesting locations, factories, and and so on. Um, And it is an extraordinarily cozy film. I mean, a lot of it is just this odd couple going around the country and these beautiful shots of the French countryside and these really adorable people all across France and maybe want to live in France. They all seem (laughs) to have a much, like, calmer life than everyone, (laughs) everyone in America um it's a lot slower it felt like and yeah it's 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 like a kids show for adults is the feeling i got because everyone is so innocent and sweet and it's like it's such a kind film and i think we should have more of that in the world is and it on netflix it's on netflix so if you oh, have a great. netflix account check it out it was nominated for an academy award this last year mm. for best documentary it did not win and i guarantee it will make you feel cozy. I was just in a total, totally blissful state watching Faces Places the other night. And so if you're looking for a cozy film night and you've, you've been looking for something calming, check out Faces Places. It's on Netflix. Well, and may I suggest a double feature, um, which is actually a movie that Jillian and I have both seen called oh. The Gleaners and I, which is a documentary oh. also by Agnes Varda that they played. I, I don't actually don't know if you attended this, Jillian, but at like freshman orientation at Pratt, they oh. they were like, we're going to show you a movie that's like a great like what we, you know, what we stand for, like a, for in our artistic community or whatever. And it was this Agnes Varda documentary where she just follows around people who like eat trash out of the garbage and like and like and like go like through fields and like pick up like yep, old like half rotted fruit um which we all assumed was just like their way of saying like don't come complain to us that you don't have any money because we're charging you a million dollars to go here and go get trash out of the food out of the Robert <laughs> or and I are day trash gleaners. if you're hungry yeah <laughs> Robert and I gleaning around town yeah but it's actually it's like a great it's a great documentary it's like similarly like I haven't seen Faces Places yet um, but it sounds like ex- very similar to what you're describing it's just like her like yeah. hanging out with these people like interviewing them it's like part of it is just like about her like bopping around France like to different locations and it's just like yeah it's like slow meandering super cozy super pleasant and I, I really should shout out the Linoleum Knife podcast because Dave and Alonzo were such champions of Faces Places, and it's because of them that I knew it was on Netflix in the well, first place. They're so just a great, 
They're awesome. Uh, yeah. So they're, thank you, Dave and Alonzo. Really but they're just so amazing. Yeah. So. Check out check out Linoleum Knife, mm-hmm. a podcast of the cinema and Faces Places on Netflix. All right. And that brings us to our next segment, which is Cozy Locations. Who'd like to start Cozy Locations? Robert, do you want to kick this off? I would love to. This is actually a very recent cozy location mm. for me. Um, I went yesterday for the first time to the Noguchi Museum, which is in Queens, and it's a museum dedicated to the sculptor Asamu Noguchi, who is a Japanese American or American Japanese um, sculptor who mostly worked with like organic, like so it's like giant stone, like sort of like monolith type sculptures, and it's just like one of those museums where like the space is like so beautiful. It's sort of like um industrial with some like eastern like flair to it but like it's just like a lot of like natural light and then there are just these like big stone installations all over the place so you sort of just like walk around um like enjoying it and then they have a temporary exhibit upstairs he also was uh designed was like hugely influential like designing commercial japanese style paper lamps and like paper lanterns so they have this like whole exhibit upstairs that just has like all of these like gorgeous um japanese um paper lanterns um it's just like so beautiful so cozy especially like the lantern part because there's like one room that's just like a little lantern like in the middle of this like room of other lantern it's and it's like nice bright soft light that's just like looks like you're just like being engulfed into a i don't know a happy spaceship is it uh, a small museum it's not it's not like the space itself is not that small um it's not like huge um there's like two stories it's i would say it's like a medium-sized museum for like a museum that's just like just this one guy's work and with just this one guy's work in the permanent um collection and then like an exhibit space upstairs so it's going to be open for uh, a while oh yeah yeah yeah. no i think it's yeah i think it's open i think it's been there for a while and will continue to be there i'll have um, to go long after we're all dead and so I, yeah, I really like that one room you were describing. You said is was one lamp inside, right? Yeah, there's like it's like a wall of of paper lamps, and then there's like one little paper lamp like sitting on the floor inside. And I just like like to imagine just like sitting in front of it and having a quiet moment, rolling up in, in a light. blanket. Exactly. Yeah, that, I was really attracted to that room as well via yeah. your photos. <laughs> yes, yeah, it, it, uh, it was super duper cozy. It was a great way to, it was a rainy afternoon. It was like a great way to spend a rainy afternoon. Yeah. Sounds sounds very hookah. It does. It was extremely hookah. Speaking of hookah places, uh, my cozy location this week is Small World Books in Venice, California. Hmm. And if you've ever been to Los Angeles and Venice in particular, I think you'll know that it's not the coziest place on earth. It's very noisy and bright it's my personal hall it is yeah <laughs> I, I mean it's do just not like it it's a totally different life form of angelino in that part of town you have, you have muscle beach there so you have all the bodybuilders and then you have all the people who enjoy bodybuilders <laughs> the skaters uh, the surfers basically athletic people and so maybe that's why i just don't connect to the area because it's a lot of people who like to be mm-hmm. outside yeah but I found one place for indoor people in Venice. <laughs> indoor people. And it was small town, small, not small town, small world books. I had, I had no idea that there was even a bookstore on the Venice boardwalk, but there is. And so let's talk about it. You have a cafe and you have a bookstore and they're, they're owned by the same people and they're next door to each other. And the bookstore 
is, I mean, as you can imagine, Venice is like a, a maddening place to survive as a business. From what I read, the only way that the bookstore can survive is because of the cafe that it's attached to. Okay. And so the cafe sort of helps to support this little bookstore. And it has like a really wonderful selection of contemporary fiction and classics. And they have a really sizable mystery um, selection, which was wonderful. And another neat thing I learned about it was that so being on the Venice boardwalk, you have like a lot of people who like like to get tattoos coming through. And so people would come into the bookstore and just tear off covers of things they wanted to get a tattoo of. Like tear off covers. Yeah, they, like so, they actually go wait. So I'm sorry. They go into a bookstore, tear off a cover, and then walk out. Stop. Yeah. Jillian is like beside herself. Are you really that surprised that somebody <laughs> yes, somebody I, in the Venice boardwalk would do that? I just can't believe someone goes into a bookstore and just sort of strikes their fancy first of all that uh, that on a whim. Or their tattoo design is one thing. Then to walk into a bookstore and just rip something off. I know, it's horrifying. <laughs> Jillian is, a- is gesticulating wildly right now for those it's, listening it's, at it's home. book violence, which is my most abhorred kind of violence, right? Violence against books. How often does it happen? I mean, I think it happened a lot because in the interview I was reading with the owners, they were saying that they had to stop so carrying... Weird. They had to stop carrying fantasy novels because anything oh with a dragon God. on it would get oh vandalized. God. Yeah, of course. So... <laughs> So they, so Crazy. it's not it's not a good place for fantasy novels because they had to like stop <laughs> stocking them because they would get ruined, and they also had to move their Charles Bukowski collection to the back behind the counter oh. because they I know they, they were it. saying they were saying <laughs> one day they looked say no more one one year one day they came oh. like went to their bookshelf or, or where they had the, all the Bukowski and the entire row had been cleaned out somebody came in and stole every single Bukowski they had on stock and so they had to move them behind the counter I. This is Venice. This <laughs> whoever like a whoever stole all the books belongs in like eight different lists, like for like yeah. stealing, <laughs> for being that into Bukowski. Like it's just yeah, not, no. not a good so, not a good yeah. situation. God bless them for sticking around on the boardwalk in Venice and being. I was just, just lighted on fire if I were them. It's just a really Get out of like. Dodge physically uncomfortable place to be because of all the noise and the sun and then it's the, that whole boardwalk is just like smoke shops and novelty clothes stores were like just the most obscene things written on bikini bottoms obscene. and and so to escape all of that you can just run into small world books and it's dark and it's cool. It's a little cave. How was the Jillian, cafe? You love that. Yeah, I love caves. I haven't been to the cafe, so I can't speak to that. But I, can, I, I, we did. I did buy a couple books. Oh, good. At the Small World Books in Venice, and um, just because I was like, I think I, I have to like help support this place. Now I feel like I need yeah, to go apparently. there. I know. I feel bad about the ripping off the cover. Please visit them and, and help them survive, and so they can you know make up all the costs from all of the vandalized fantasy <laughs> books that they keep losing stock on. That says a lot. Um, it, so, yeah, yeah. so that's my, tattoo, my cozy like, location this book week. and then rip the cover off. <laughs> yeah, at least have the decency to pay the $7. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. How much is a fantasy paper rack? Right. $4? Come on. Exactly. Jeez. So my cozy location is the Cavaluna Boutique Hotel that I went to in uh, Costa Rica. And I enjoyed it so much that I have to sing its praises here. Uh, it's a nice combination of privacy, but also... I guess, you know, if you want that hotel experience, but not where it's overwhelming as if it's uh, some big resort, is really tiny and intimate, and they only have a select number of little bungalows, and I liked how each bungalow was tucked away in, you know, the forest. And so 
There's nothing more I love on vacation than having privacy. I feel like, Robert, you and I would have had a field day together there. Uh, a little bungalow for you and I, the howler monkeys, a marriage bed. It would have been perfect. Wonderful. Um, so it's just, the, and the hotel manager is always coming around and talking to you, but not in an overwhelming way, just, you know, making sure that everything, you know, was taken care of and the staff was so wonderful and friendly. And it's just a really cozy environment. And the pool was tucked away and cozy. Every aspect of the hotel was tucked away, which I think is sometimes really rare um because i've now i go the airbnb route i'm so used to that privacy that it's hard to like, transition so if you're can't find an airbnb there in that area of tamarindo where the Kalaluna boutique hotel is located this is a good option because everywhere else is just huge resorts so that's the antithesis of cozy i think those yes. all-inclusives all yeah so yeah i if i could have a little bungalow in the jungle minus i guess the dangers uh, <laughs> then that would be my ideal so it's not the dangers i assume well my, i thought the howler monkeys might be a wild boar or something so i was a little afraid but do they try to steal your food the howler monkeys yeah no no well no i mean it was also kind of nice because uh, the dinner is located right where the pool is it's kind of tucked away and so the, have a little like overhang in case it rains and the howler monkeys would jump on the overhang during dinner and they like patter you know around mm. and but they wouldn't you know steal the food um there was a cat who did come up and this guy was eating and he didn't realize that the cat was sitting on the chair right next to him i guess he snuck up and he was waiting for a little scrap so the cats were more oh like, yeah it was That's really cute, cute. I felt really bad because, well, it was funny because everyone else could see the cat sitting behind him as eating his food. And when he finally noticed the cat, he took his fork. He started trying to... Oh, no. Started the fork, which wasn't very cozy. But everyone else was really receptive to the animals. I think in Costa Rica, everyone's just really happy to have animals around. Like, the dogs can be in the restaurants. Like, stray dogs, I mean. And they come up and people give them food, which it's very friend animal friendly. So... I heard from a friend who'd been to Costa Rica that it, he saw like more insane, cra like every time he walked into a room, there was a new crazy spider that like scared the hell out of him. You know what's weird? I didn't see any spiders. I mean, I think the most terrifying thing for me is this, the biggest iguana I've ever seen in my life. And as we're checking out of the hotel, it blocked the path to our little bungalow. And so <laughs> I can we're just, just standing so there for 20 minutes. I can just so perfectly imagine you like... <laughs> Unable to move. <laughs> Pretty much. When faced with he was the just, iguana. You know, staring at us, and we would try to, we didn't want to, like, you know, frighten it or obviously potentially injure it. So we're just, like, standing there waiting, but I wasn't going to hop over this big iguana. It was huge. And it was literally took its body to block the path. It was a little tiny pathway. One of the stray cats at the pool was walking by and it got scared. So it hopped over to our little bungalow for mm -hmm. protection. So we had this little cat, Jay and I. And their suitcases and waiting for 15 minutes until this iguana slowly sauntered off. <laughs> sauntered off. <laughs> it's a sexy little iguana walk. Oh, I thought it was a bearded dragon, but they're different. Yeah. No. And I can't imagine like a less th like actually threatening animal to your safety than an iguana. Like the worst it would do is like poke you with its claws. But even yeah, those, I don't, I don't know think why that I was afraid, but it was just, I think it was so huge and I just wasn't yeah. used to seeing such Jillian a Jillian huge... frogs, yes. Iguanas, <laughs> no. Yeah, it was a huge frog, fine, but... So we just waited then, for... Then she'd be petting it. Yeah. Then she'd be licking it. 
licking it. <laughs> that's that's toads, licking toads. You know, <laughs> for the for the mind altering effects. <laughs> You're looking at me like I'm crazy. This is this is something people do anyway. All right, so it's time to address this behemoth issue, which is how do you keep cozy on social media, right? How do you interact with people online in a way that doesn't make you want to just end it all? And so, Robert, we're really relying on you to walk us through this process because I don't know if this is even possible, but we think we might have a few solutions for you and some recs for following, I guess, people who could Mm -hmm. help you stay cozy when you're online um, and enjoy that experience a little bit more. Yes. Yes. So I think really the most important thing to keep in mind when you're on social media is like, this isn't real. Nothing is real. Everything is illusory. If you see something that like makes you insane, click away, like unfollow that person, mute that person, click out of that page. Just do not interact. Do not think, oh, if I say if I like point out like why they were wrong, it's going to solve this solution and we're going to have world peace. Like you're never going to do that. Anyone who's like popping off online is just doing it because they want attention and like uh, literally 100% of the time. So just ignore, walk away. Don't engage. That's like you, you never one. engage on social yeah, media I on think, any issue that's important. Yeah, th- <laughs> no. that's the best advice I think I could ever dream of. Just yeah, don't engage. Just yeah. give up and just no point and, in it. Yeah, and I think that like, and I certainly have like been been known to engage on social media before, and it like literally is never. Uh, an effective solution to any like you're never going to change anyone's mind you're never going to have like and also just like from because of like the medium like you're just like literally just textually communicating and like often you know 100 and or 260 or however many words on twitter now it's just never going to happen it's never going to ha- think about like all the text arguments you've had with somebody and how like terribly they've all ended it's never going to happen mm-hmm. so yep. just don't even that's the tagline we're seeing cozy mm-hmm. on social media it's never going to happen yeah exactly um and so sort of in conjunction with that, it's also very important to, uh, and I'm a, I'm a huge proponent, like everyone needs to stay engaged. You can't hide from the news. That's irresponsible. Uh, but there are times when you have to know like when to just like step away. Like you, it's important to stay engaged and it's important to keep updated on like, for instance, like politics or like what's going on in the world or tragedies or like making sure like, you know, if someone did something crazy racist on TV, you understand what was going on with that and what mm-hmm. people are saying about it. But you don't have to be engaged 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You don't have to, like, keep up to date on every uh, like every development of every single insane news story. You don't have to, like, read every think piece or every hot take every time someone says something like offensive on TV. So, like, part of, like, you know, not engaging is also like take a step away if you need to just from it in general, like close Twitter, go for a walk, like put your phone away step back, like go, go be with friends, just like do whatever you can to just like not see it if you don't need to. Well, I think that hits on an, uh, another point, just oversaturation. Mm-hmm. Like yes. when, when there's any topic, whether it's, you know, okay, the Royal wedding or so, yeah, something crazy happens in politics. It's just everyone has their two cents or every Twitter moments about it. It's just, I'm oversaturated with this one topic or one you know, quote unquote, hot take. I was like, I've heard this take a, a thousand times. I can't hear yeah. it again. Or, and then you see like, like it'll be like days later and you see them like, I'm like, here's a thread about like why this is like blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, I truly don't care. Like, I do not care. I don't need your opinion. Not everyone's opinion is like 
is yeah you know, or, I, or just even like reading. certain phrases i just gets me crazy to see repeat over again like gentle reminder it's like i don't need any freaking yeah. reminders <laughs> stop with your a reminder is a reminder it's not there's that's it just call it a reminder or i don't need the patronizing of uh, just a reminder this crazy thing's going on it's like mm. yep i know i'm yeah. plugged in i'm living it so yeah. thank you and in conjunction with that, I do want to caution against one trend. This actually might just be with um, homosexuals on Twitter, and Matt can maybe attest to this. But like, mm -hmm. there's been this huge trend of like people posting a screenshot of words and phrases that they're muting on Twitter because they're like annoyed with something. And it's always just because like, and part of like stepping away is like let people have their like if everyone on your feed is talking about the royal wedding and you don't give a you know whatever, don't. Like, don't be like, eh, the I hate the royal wedding. Or like, ah, eh, the royal wedding sucks for this reason. Like, don't be that person. Don't, like, do the screenshot where you're, like, muting the world's words, royal wedding. Nobody ca like nobody cares about what you yeah. don't like unless you have, like, a very valid, like, reason for it. And just, like, let people have their fun. And that's part of step. That's, like, another time you should step away. So if you're, if you're, yeah. gonna if you're trying to be a Grinch, step away. Yeah, that's yeah, a good idea. I think there's definitely a negativity bias to social media where people typically engage with and voice negative opinions more than positive things. I think because maybe because it's a little bit more entertaining or just to get the venom out, you know, people like to vent about things that are annoying them. And oftentimes though, it creates this echo chamber where, especially on Twitter, most conversations are on Twitter aren't about the real world. They're about other things happening on Twitter. So it becomes like a commentary on a commentary. At that point, it becomes not only useless because it's not really a real conversation that's happening in the yeah. real world, but also it just becomes an unpleasant experience because it's, it's just negativity begetting negativity. And I've really made personally a, an effort to, and, and I make mistakes too. Like I will occasionally, I'll find myself going online just to tweet something negative to complain about something I'm seeing on Twitter and then I have to, I end up deleting it because I'm like, no, 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 this is not, I, I, this is not what I'm about. <laughs> I don't want to be a part of this, like, like you're saying, like sort of defining like your personality against other things, which I think is, is kind of boring. Yes. Be for something. So if you're, if you're on a social media space, like share positive things and things that you like, it would be better if people made an effort to share the things that they like and to talk up that the good stuff and if there's something you don't like, just ignore it and don't talk about it. And not every not everything that's bad in the world needs to be called out as bad. We can just let those bad things die their little deaths on their own. And they will wither away from being ignored. We don't need to call out everything we don't like. But if you, if you champion the things that you like, you're only bringing good things into whatever social media space that you're occupying. And... It's a more positive experience for everybody. If you if you didn't like a movie, just don't talk about it. You don't have to tell everyone you didn't like Deadpool two or whatever. You know, no yeah. no one cares. Well, like, I it's, guess it's, it's not a useful balance. information. You know, it's like you know. Sometimes I want to go and just read about astrology and little silly stuff on Twitter, and then sometimes you know maybe I feel a little dose of snark. You know, yeah. I think to each their own. A nice little balance is good. It's just like I going back to the oversaturation. Like if someone's constantly negative. And I'm yeah, just it, gonna it, it is it is hard. Unfollow them. It's, it can be hard because it, it's fun to be snarky. It's fun to you know. Yeah. It's sarcasm can be entertaining. Like a little dose of something. Like yeah. I think I like following feeds that are diverse and okay. I'm gonna you know tweet something a little maybe snarky or a little like a, a, a like funny or whatever, and then something that's yeah. more positive, like a like a little you know 
a breadth of things yeah. is nice. That yeah. keeps it fresh and fun. But if it's just I, one track, I'm like, eh. No. And I do think that there is there is a time and place for snarky. There are times, and certainly like, you know, as online things sort of like, you know, moments blow up. There'll be like a whole day where everyone's talking about basically the same thing. And there are times when like somebody does something like the um, crazy lawyer who is like yelling at people. He's going to call ice on them who are speaking Spanish at like a coffee shop in Manhattan. And it's like, yep, like everyone, you know, like if you want to go on and have your like little five minutes about like how much of a jerk that guy is like, yep, run him off the rails, like good riddance. (laughs) Bye bye. Um, If you want to like if like on uh, on Drag Race last week, there was a challenge under a challenge with like models and underwear but the underwear was like really ill-fitting it was so not flattering it was crazy how terrible it made their butts look insane it was insane and everyone got out everyone had like a laugh everyone had a funny joke about it if you have something funny to say something to add something that's like taking the you know snark and elevating it to some great again like jillian said keep it in moderation and don't let it be like the only thing you do is come on to complain about stuff because like no one wants to listen to people complain all the time yeah, I, I, I feel like the different social media platforms have different levels of cozy or di- different capabilities. Mm-hmm. I would say I would rank Twitter as the least cozy. I don't think I don't no. think Twitter I don't think you can make Twitter cozy. I've, and I've really tried because I went through a big, you know, you, you do your things, your spring cleaning to your feed just to kind of curate it and make sure you're getting the content that you want to see. And nothing I do cleans it up because of the algorithm that pushes what people like into your feed and so even if somebody doesn't tweet anything divisive the stuff that they like will still get pushed in or you'll see like unfortunately if you follow a lot of gay people like i do you'll see every thirst trap they fall into which is a whole nother thing oh god yeah and that's that's getting real old i'm so tired of i don't i don't i don't even understand the people who post selfies on twitter it's like this is not the place like go back to instagram Anyway, yeah. well, I like Twitter for the articles I find through it. Just even like long reads. Yeah, I yeah. find a lot yeah. of good and cozy reads through and, Twitter. And there's funny, funny commentary and jokes on Twitter. That's the cozy angle of Twitter for me. Right. Finding or even following authors, I like that keeps it cozy. And it really is like the the best place for the newest news. Well, we find available. out where when a book's coming out. I think that's really helpful too. Anyways, so but yeah, I like so, that Jillian so, goes on Twitter for the articles. <laughs> <laughs> I have that Fargate Twitter again. But anyways, um, just because it keeps pushing other content into my feed that I don't actually want, and there's no real way to turn it off, um, except to mute everybody, seemingly, yeah, which makes it yeah. There's no point in it. So Twitter is what it is. I don't I don't know that it's possible to make it cozy, but I've managed to make Facebook cozy. And I feel like I feel like people have different in inverse. Some people find Facebook to be the most annoying platform, and Twitter is better for them. And I, I, for me, Facebook is better because I am such a sucker for clickbait, but clickbait that is animal videos. Oh yeah. But you know what? You should fall into that clickbait because if you click enough cat videos, all Facebook will show you all day are cat videos. And so when I log into Facebook, it's just one cat video after an accident. I'm in heaven. So <laughs> well, Facebook's a, you know, an interesting mix of like, oh, your, you know, racist relative or whatever is on there spouting off, which you can just hide them. Yeah. Just, then, just don't but follow also them it's like really cozy moms. Mm-hmm. Like it's yes. where moms, you know, Facebook it, is mom central. It's mom central. And so I see a lot of cute mom moments on there, which I really adore and love. Like it's just moms being cute. Yeah. If, if they, if they, yeah. I know Facebook has really been trying to rehabilitate their image. 
in the wake of the fact that they've sold all of our data <laughs> to Russia. <laughs> that little lead to the moms. Yeah, but you, yeah, exactly. They had they had this long commercial um, on VH1 was when I was watching Drag Race. Oh, I saw that. That basically was like, please come back. Like, remember when we when, when you liked us? And really, they need to they need to like their new model should be for moms by moms. Yeah, they yeah. need to go into that older crowd because the moms are all in it. They're they're not yeah. they're not letting go. This is their and they're platform. They're like living their best lives on there. Yeah, everyone on there. Um, even really, I would say older people as well, above even the moms. Yeah, yeah. They're they're on there too, and they're loving it. My, I haven't figured out how to make Facebook cozy for me. I think like, I fell into like some sort of trap where I just like, I like don't know what to post there anymore. Like I don't know like I like like various like people who like you know like comment like weird th- like whatever things that like stress me out and i'm just like so i like go on every once in a while i like chat with friends on there um because it's useful for that but to me and in and, and maybe that'll be like a topic for it just like how to like cozy up your facebook because like mine right now is a is a total dumpster fire well i'm, I'm telling you just click a bunch of clickbaity videos for cats and dogs and any sort of like cute article you find even if it's even if it clicks through to those annoying pages that are everything's a slideshow and an ad and you and you can't even see more than one thing at a time yeah (laughs) even if you click on those like eventually that's all it will become and two things will happen one all you'll see when you log in are those things which are at least cute and not annoying two because it's all clickbaity stuff you'll just close out the app real quick because you'll be like, oh, well, I can't see anything that's actually interesting to me. So that, that, was, that was what I would recommend for Facebook. The only real cozy interaction I have on Facebook now is with our cozy, on our fa- cozy oh, Facebook group. Yeah, that's a real cozy That's a way spot. to stay cozy is, is yes. join the All Things Cozy Facebook group. We, we do a pretty good job of only um, posting cozy articles, only posting the warmest and cuddliest content available. And everyone's really nice and friendly. They're supposed to yeah. Know, so, but you I guys have very respectful Facebook because like Facebook groups are also like notorious for like for like for like podcasts or like any sort of like cultural thing of just like a million people joining and then it just like t- turning into like a cesspool of like fighting With it's like real every single one like that we were in 12 and you'd go on like um uh, video game forums and just like get in fights with like 24 year olds in Minnesota and like yeah. it, that's like what it turns into eventually but your guys's group has been like wonderful yeah lots of you know, good people in there, Every, all all really positive and fun, and I think everyone's generally interested in the content, so that's nice too. But uh, Robert, I was thinking, what makes me feel cozy with you on Facebook is the memories, because the memories will <laughs> yeah, pop up. That's true. Yeah, that's cute, and that's nice and cozy. So I think for us, a lot of little memories pop up too, pictures yeah. and stuff like that from our different vacations, which is nice. So I like yeah. that feature. It can be, I guess, annoying in some cases, but it's nice too. Yeah, I already get like memories of like dead relatives or pets. Yeah. It's like that's nice. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for that reminder. <laughs> yeah, I, I would true. say the coziest social media app is Instagram. That's my opinion because it's so one directional. It is you post content or receive content. And the comments are collapsed, and so you don't see all the garbage things people say on comments unless you really make an effort to. That's true. And usually, even if you click on a celebrity's comments, it'll just be a bunch of emojis, like hard eyes, smiley face. Can someone tell me what LB means? LB? I feel really old, but it's when everyone comments LB after a celebrity posts a picture. They're like, LB, LB, LB. Huh. 
I have no idea. Well, I'll have to look into it. If anyone, if anyone's yeah, listening and no knows what Alpine means, please let Instagram, us know. On Instagram, there's codes about like, um, like like for like. So like, it's people trying to get each other to like go and oh, like a bunch maybe of maybe it's like photos. Yeah, maybe it's like has to do with something like that, like hustlers who are trying to get a bunch of likes on their Instagram pages. Well, that's what I don't like about Instagram. That's not a cozy aspect. Is all the hustling. Yeah. Yeah. So much hustling. I also think Instagram is the coziest, but this sort of like brings up another topic, which Matt touched on a little bit more, which is like another uncozy trap that's really easy to fall into is like FOMO and like jealousy fits of like logging on to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram and seeing like people hanging out without you or people on really fun vacations you're not on or people with like amazing bodies you wish you had or like with their cute boyfriend that you don't have and (laughs) that's another (laughs) and i think that like that's another time where it's like a sometimes you just gotta like step away or like mute that person for a while even if like you know they're not being they're not doing anything wrong but like if it's making you unpleasant feel unpleasant just step away and also just like post your own like fun content or like you know use that instead of like you know saying doing something snarky or like getting upset about it like go out have your own little adventure post your own comments or your own content and bake you know sort of like unfomo it like get out and yeah it's all up it's all up to you i think that's just the best takeaway from this is that you can make your own social media as cozy as you want it to be and don't feel any guilt because sometimes if i unfollow someone i feel a little guilty Mm -hmm. um you know but that's just my own stuff you know they're not gonna probably even notice that i unfollowed them but if it gets yeah. just too annoying i'm like and i can't deal with it it's making me like you said robert feel negative and why am i even participating in it just take it out of my life right it's really that simple yeah yeah you and have you the control yes don't owe anyone like anything on social media like unless it's like your mom like saying like where are you right now we called the cops we can't you know whatever like <laughs> you don't owe anyone like an explanation you don't yeah. owe anyone like um to yeah like like i i can't unfollow this person because it would mean or whatever like if they're making you miserable like t- cut yeah out of there if, if someone's like is like why did you say you're like blah 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 blah. unless you know it's like he says something like crazy and racist or whatever but <laughs> i'm gonna assume that like everyone listening to this podcast is not um a ku klux klan <laughs> member so just like if, if someone like you know <laughs> says something snarky snarky to you surprising. in the comments just like don't respond you don't owe them a response yeah exactly so are there any accounts that you would recommend following that would kind of make a feed in any social media platform cozier Yes. So I'm going to I'm going to focus on so I'm not going to like go into like every like cute animal pick, whatever mm-hmm. account like everyone's going to find everyone knows how to find those. Every, you know, you're going to find your ones that you like. I will say, uh, well, they don't really post anymore, but there was a really good capybara one that would post one picture of a capybara every week um, that I really liked. But so for Twitter, one person who I love on Twitter, who I think strikes this like perfect balance of being like engaged politically and like socially and like always sort of like on finger on the pulse of like things that are happening but not in a way that feels like she they're just like shouting like opinions in your face or like or sort of like very much like preaching to the choir or whatever is nicole cliff who was the co-founder of the toast um who now i think is just sort of a freelance journalist but she um her twitter feed is great she's always going on these like sort of like random tangents about like old movie, you know, just like stuff that's like very, and she has like a very particular point of view and it's like very interesting. She's very smart and very funny. Uh, most for the most part, the people who like follow her and engage with her tweets are like really cool and like f- cozy and funny. So she, especially for Twitter would be a top choice for me to follow. 
Um, on Instagram, you want to get in with uh, this this like cabal of actors like Laura Dern, Reese Witherspoon, mm-hmm. Naomi Watts. Because one thing that they do, and this is something to check for that will make you feel so cozy, is they'll comment on each other's like, a they're oh, all just yeah. like posting mom content all the time, and then they're all commenting on each other like, oh, your kid looks so cute today, or like, hey, sweetie, like love seeing you yesterday, like yeah. I can't wait to see you next week or whatever. And you can if you like just like go to their post, it'll often like give you like suggest comments on that post and you'll just see like Reese Withers at Reese Witherspoon commenting on Laura Dern saying like love that red dress on you ah you're so cute yep <laughs> yeah Reese is a good one because not only does she recommend actually a lot of great books but she is definitely like you said engaging with other fellow mom celebrities and that's just sweet to see that camaraderie is is really nice that's a good pick yes um and then another good Instagram one is the comedian Kate Berlant, who I love and I know Matt also loves. Oh, yeah, as she's does great. Kate Berlant. Yeah, she's she's Were really funny. She does a series called Banana Phone, where she has these dramatic <laughs> conversations into a banana, which sounds it's, it's absurd. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah, she does like very absurdist humor in a way that's just like it's a it's a good sort of like step out of reality in a very funny way that is like feels like it feels like a moment that's like wholly contained in and of itself and my favorite thing that she used to do she used to do all these stories where she was this character of this um irish woman who worked at a used car sales lot and i can't even i'm not even going to try to describe it because Mm -hmm. like i will not do it justice but it's like truly i will sometimes just go back and watch all of those like for like 10 minutes in a row just to it's it's so funny and so good. Carly Rae Jepsen's another good one. She is uh, another good wholesome content poster. Everything is like sunny days, happy, and, <laughs> but not in a way. It doesn't feel like overly cloying. It's like she has like very much has a personality, but it is a very positive personality, and that very much comes through on her Instagram. Another good, really good celebrity Twitter follow is the actress Tessa Thompson. She is very funny, very engaged, very like she has her little like quirky, dorky thing. She's really into goats. So she always is posting pictures of goats that look like her. Just a nice little thing. And she's like really smart and like a brilliant actress. And then also um, one of Matt's uh, former um, guests, Retta, um, just like flat out fun, like one of the funniest Twitter people. She's always like live tweeting shows Posts. and hysterical and great. Uh, also, going by a celebrity moms, I think Jennifer Garner has a great account. Yes. She's she's really doing quite well on Instagram these days. She posts a lot of funny videos. I think she's going through like doing a parody of what's in my bag. Uh, it was one of her recent posts, and she's just so self-deprecating, but in a really cute and adorable way. And I think she's genuinely funny. I don't think a lot of people see that side of her, but she's actually extremely humorous and can poke fun at herself. That's a cute account. She's a cute person. She's great, and she has featured prominently on the Good For Her podcast because she is uh, just a wellspring of Good For Her moments. Yeah. <laughs> she wore, yeah. There was a, a like E! online article the other day that was like, Jennifer Garner spends her birthday like sipping a hot cup of tea and wearing a multicolored scarf, and just like <laughs> not... Has there ever been a better Good For Her moment? Yeah, Good For Her. I like that. Fantastic. Yeah, my recommendations are only for an Instagram because I, I really can't find a way to make Facebook or Twitter cozy. So beyond following all things cozy podcasts on Instagram, sometimes I feel like my feed gets a little bit overwhelmed with celebrities. But here are the celebrities that I enjoy seeing in my feed. I enjoy seeing Martha Stewart, not her brand account, but her personal account. Mm-hmm. She has two accounts. 
And Martha Stewart will post a blurry photo of herself on a horse with a comment that is begging you to follow her. And she'll post every post she makes has a billion adorable typos. And it really is this authentically real Martha Stewart's actually running her own Instagram account. And it's something very, very special. So um, check out Martha Stewart for, for cozy content. She's really just... Seems to be on her own. I don't. Yeah, she <laughs> I don't know why. I don't why no, no one in her company is like, we can handle this for you. She's like, no, I will have my own account and I will do it by myself. That's also like one of my favorite types of cozy content is like celebrities who are obviously doing their own. Because like I don't find anything cozy about just sort of like very like glossed over like no. like check out my new book on, right. on sale now or like this my I'm so love working on this new movie. It's in theaters next week. Like that content is like feels like so dry and like animatonic to me. So I love a celebrity that's like very obviously yeah warts and all very obviously doing their own social media. Um, I also love Melissa Joan Hart on Instagram just because it she's posts a lot of throwback photos of Sabrina and Clarissa and then some modern stuff of her family. I mean, any is D list, I don't know if that's too harsh. Any any D list or or C list celebrities kinda cozy. The star of they, Holiday in Handcuffs is not D list. Okay. Well, she's C list okay, at least. Any C list celebrity is really cozy because they're they're not at that point where they can have that like or don't I guess attempt that glossy brand where it's so overly managed. So there's still that glimmer of personality in it, <laughs> which makes it cozy. Um, I think anyone above that level, or I guess A-listers aren't even really on Instagram, which I don't think is fun. Well, if, if they're on, they're often oh, they're, on yes, for if themselves. They're, 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 being, they're, they're private. They're being managed. I also, some non-celebrity accounts that I think are really worth checking out. One is Murder She Look, which is an Instagram account of stills from Murder, She Wrote, Jessica Fletcher's most iconic fashions. And so check that out. Um, very funny and, and um, just fun to check out. And another account that I highly, highly recommend on Instagram is Sean Charmatz. I'm, I feel like I'm saying that wrong. It's, it's Sean, S-C-A-N, underscore C-H-A-R-M-A-T-Z, and Charmaz, Charmatz, something like that. And he's an animator who does these adorable drawings over like real life images. Like he'll make like a truck look like Homer Simpson or a lot of times they're like bubbles or peanuts that he put face puts faces on like, and they're hugging each other. Like just very, very cute little remixes of things. Um, And it's worth checking out. That's a really cozy account to follow. Brightens up your day. Also on on Twitter, Tom Hanks. I talked about a little yeah. bit before. Spanks. Well, I thought he was okay. Hank Spanks. I made up this crazy story, which is not true. He does <laughs> not have a rapper. Jillian's spreading fake news on all things cozy. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought he had a, ra- a rapper son named Spanks. Named what? Spanks. Spanks, Spanks Hanks, the, the rapper son of Tom <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> or did, you, did you literally just like imagine this and then say it out loud as though you had heard it somewhere? No, he has a he has like a son. I think maybe is dabbles in rap, and he's like Chet Hayes. Or... Yeah, that's that's the real. Oh, but I... that's that's the guy, not Spanks <laughs> Hanks. <laughs> I, I... I really believed it in my heart. I even told my my mom that. <laughs> But anyway, he's gonna get like sued for libel. I like to follow him on Twitter because Tom Hanks goes by Hanks, 
H-A-N-X. And he just posts photos of single gloves or discarded shoes, and he makes a little commentary about it. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's real. Oh, Good for her. Can I go on it real yeah. quick? So he saw a little kid's shoe on the side of the road, and he just took a picture of it, and he said, poor little shoe, exclamation, little kid's shoe, exclamation, Hanks, exclamation. <laughs> he so he saw the, the shoe of a, of a manslaughtered child that had flown oh, oh, okay. off of well, a foot onto a the side dark. of the road. Oh, oh, oh. oh, yeah, so this one. He has, a, <laughs> he has a picture of a hat that's discarded, and he says, lost hat, cold head, exclamation, Hanks. <laughs> is he not is he is he aware that he doesn't have to sign every single comment because we can see it's from his account that's what makes it cute that's what makes it like a sweet little account thanks <laughs> oh i'm i'm looking at the the discarded glove one right now um i'm also saying he posted a, f- a shot of him from the intro of the love boat that's very cute yeah he's um, cute all right i get it okay you're on board here's, here's you're on a, board with a, hanks um, oh, another good Twitter account to follow is Coffee Dad, who just oh, I love him. Like, <laughs> like is it still happening? Like, it's like there's no rhyme or reason to it. It's just like every like once in a while, sometimes months apart, we'll just tweet something like, like gotta have my coffee, or like <laughs> getting a cup of coffee. I love how you know you Erratic. never know what's gonna come. It could be three months from now. It could be two yeah. weeks in a row. You never know. And you like totally happen. forget about it, and then every once in a while, you're just like scrolling through Twitter, and it's just Coffee Dad, like. Mmm, just had coffee. I love him. <laughs> or just be coffee, period, sometimes. Yeah. I love him. Are any final thoughts on cozy social media? I agree with everything Robert said. <laughs> he had a really good take. Yeah. And obviously, like, the coziest thing to do is just, like, delete it all and throw your phone into the ocean. Agreed. And, like, seconded. I, one of the coziest summers I ever had was I just deleted Twitter off of my phone and gave myself a two-month vacation. So this summer, like if you just have had it, I highly recommend getting it off of your phone altogether and you won't check it because uh, let's be honest, like unless you have a dust job where you're like on the computer a lot, um, it's not really something that you go to. Like I don't check Twitter on, on line. Um, like when I'm on no, a computer. No, I was the opposite. At my desk job, I literally was on Twitter like all day, every day. Yeah, I, I, I guess because I'm a teacher, I don't like, I don't have the luxury of sitting in front yeah, of a computer. Yeah, when so, I was teaching too. Yeah, thing. so if I get it off my phone, it's, it's dead to me. Yeah, so, the whole day could go by yeah, and something yeah. crazy could happen. So yeah. I recommend um, And I will also add that all of this advice is for like people who have like just like full control if they're having a bad day can just be like i'm gonna like stop looking at this and i'm gonna feel better if like that's not if like you're in a bad mood for other reasons or you can't get off twitter for like mental health issues like this advice is like speak with a therapist and work on it through there obviously not just like deleting something is not going to make you like instantly not depressed or anxious or whatever if you have those issues um not just from reading bad tweets but from other reasons no, actually, All Things Cozy is a medically licensed podcast, so everything that we're saying is, yeah. it will actually cure depression. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dr. Walter. Uh, I'm assuming those statements are FDA approved. They are, every single one. Yeah. We have, we have um, someone from the FDA sitting with us while we podcast the every single day. The doctors are in. And they, and they give us a thumbs up after every sentence just to let us know that that is FDA approved. Yep. Well, I can't wait to be the whistleblower for your lies and <laughs> <laughs> off in handcuffs. Um, all right, so moving on to celebrities that calm us. Um, I'll get it started with a celebrity by the name of David Byrne. 
of the talking. I'm, heads. Like, yeah, I'm the talking heads. I'm, I, I just, I just, Matt I was just, like, like watching Jillian's expression just go completely blank. Like what? So he's Matt just turned to Jillian as though he was like accusing, as though he was like, I saw your letter, like something. Like, I saw what you wrote about David Byrne. David Byrne is was is the lead singer of the Talking Heads. Also, frequently collaborates with Brian Eno and Saint Vincent, and and, and you know a very talented musician. But the reason I picked David Byrne as my cozy celebrity is that he has another project called Reasons to Be Cheerful, and I'm I'm going to read you what he wrote about why he started this website, and uh, I think you'll find that it's very relevant to our discussion today. So David Byrne wrote. I imagine, like a lot of you who look back over the past year, it seems like the world is going to hell. I wake up in the morning, look at the paper, and go, oh no. Often I'm depressed for half the day. It doesn't matter how you voted on Brexit, the French elections, or U.S. elections. Many of us all, of all persuasions and party affiliations feel remarkably similar. As a kind of remedy and possibly as a kind of therapy, I started collecting good news that reminded me, hey, there's actually some positive stuff going on. Almost all of these initiatives are local. They come from cities or small regions who have taken it upon themselves to try something that might offer a better alternative than what exists. Hope is often local. Change begins in communities. And so his website, which is reasonstobecheerful.world, and then he also, like, on his Instagram page, posts different things. Like, he'll do, like, a weekly roundup of things to be cheerful, are often, like, I mean, oftentimes they're just, like, really great initiatives or programs that exist all over the world for things that are actually helping make helping to make the world a better place. And the website is divided into sections like housing and transportation and politics and culture and uh, the environment. And everything, everything gets kind of sorted into these categories of, like, these are actually good things that are happening and, and reasons to be cheerful. Not everything that is happening is making the world a worse place. People are doing a lot of good, especially on a, on a local level. First of all, I think it's kind of comforting to know that even very wealthy people <laughs> who have everything in the world are also like, wow, the news is garbage and making me feel sad. And so that, that's kind of, it's nice to know that we're all in the same that's boat. True. And even better that he decided to do something about it and share like, listen, let's like have a community space where we all share things that we can actually enjoy and be cheerful about. And so... Well, like how it's divided up into subjects. Yeah, and so, you know, check it out. Check out the website. Um, if you follow him on Instagram, he'll, he'll post reasons to be cheerful on there too. And so, um, yeah, he's my cozy celebrity. He's, he's doing a lot um, of, of good things out there since the start of the year to keep us all reminded that good things are still happening in the world. That's a nice pick. Yeah, I thought that was going to turn into a, a Jillian pick where we're both just like, what? <laughs> like David Byrne. <laughs> no, I, I no, I actually had no idea about that. So that's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, thanks to my mom for pointing that out. My mom is a, a big David Byrne fan, so she, you know, let me know about it, and I checked it out, and it was really a cool, a cool thing. Check it out that's yourself. Nice. Um, thanks, mom. Mine is Jake Weber. Okay. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his last name right, but he was the husband on Medium. I still lost. Yeah, I guess that's like that's an old person show. Is this a relative? <laughs> my aunt Sally is my cozy her celebrity. Husband, um, yeah, he. Well, you know, what's her Patricia Arquette on that show Medium, where she's a psychic? Oh, the show Medium. You yeah. know, for whatever reason, I went to the Hollywood Medium with that ghoul. Oh God, um, <laughs> that, he is terrifying. I, I truly, I, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. 
No, he's he's I, horrifying. I know. Listen, I, I'm sure you that look, people. I'm sure there are people who listen. I, my mom loves he, that the Hollywood medium. And I, I think I, there's something sinister. I about think something sinister man. about him too. Yes. Besides the fact that he's taking advantage of grief, I think there's he something. Made, he made DJ Qualls cry. And there's something beneath the surface. I have to just say this because I think there's something extremely unnerving about that man, and it will be revealed in time. I'm sure. Oh yeah, he's oh, disturbing. There's something going on there. He's <laughs> yeah, he's he's terrifying. selling a snake oil oh. on E. No, it yeah. has nothing to do with Hollywood Medium. It has something to do with the wonderful show about Patricia Arquette having flashbacks and solving murders. So that's all my favorite ingredients: psychics, murders. My is a Hollywood Medium psychic, and Jake Weber, which is he's a solid actor i feel like i have this affinity for dependable workhorses actors who don't people don't really know they're kind of like me sealess feel i don't know i you guess just, you're obsessed with putting them on this list you don't have to hire you don't well one time jay my partner she said i i who did i call oh the one from party of five in their old show jennifer love hewitt I called yeah. her Celis, and she was like, "That's so me." She's like, "You being at Perez has really, you know, darkened your soul." <laughs> I was like, it's, just, it's, not, "It's not. I didn't mean it to be mean. I'm just your mind." Also, I'm sure Jennifer Love Hewitt would love to know that she is like still on one of the lists. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, because I worked at Perez Hilton, so there's a little background. Yeah. Yes, so yeah. I, I, and, I, and he corrupted her, and now, now Jillian's obsessed yeah. with putting all the celebrities on a list. <laughs> Everyone, my, mind, my mind immediately does go to list though. <laughs> so I would say Jake Weber. I guess maybe he's C. But anyway, I don't know. But when, he, when is Perez going to be your cozy celebrity? Oh, my God. <laughs> so Jake Weber, he also, he, he's just like the dad on a lot of things. Like dad, like the typical dad who just kind of flows in and out of like a nice bright kitchen. He's one of those actors. I like him. So All right. If you're familiar. Weber with, Grills. With, with medium. Which is a wonderful show. And not the Hollywood medium, which not is not... the Hollywood mm, medium. Not. And I mark my words, a few years we'll find out he murdered someone. I just know it. It's terrifying. That's how he knew what the, the dead relatives were saying, <laughs> because he was, he was the one killing them. <laughs> He's so All right. Anyway, Robert, who's your celebrity that calms you? So mine is uh, maybe a sort of like out of left field... Um, pick, but I do have a good explanation. I have several explanations, which is Nicole Kidman, and here is why. A, she's really good at what she does, and I'm always calmed by people who are like just like steady operators yes. who are just like they when they show up for work, they know what they're doing, mm-hmm. they get the job done well, like, and you can always rely that they're gonna do it. Yep. So she is like the exemplification of that, and that makes me cozy. And she also she's not very active on social media, but she when she pops up every once in a while, it's always like the coziest mom content. It's always just like her, like in her nice house with like in the kitchen with a bouquet of flowers. Um, there was recently a video she posted. It, it was her at like some like very prestigious award show, like and it was like a very staged video where like she was like standing and like turned to the camera and said. Well, I miss my man, but I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a fun night and then turn and like walked away for like four seconds. And it's just like that kind of content just brings it just it's like warm, yeah. warmth, like floods my chest when I see that. So Nicole Kidman is my cozy celebrity. Yeah, you this don't week. have to convince me. Nicole Kidman's amazing and everyone should recognize her greatness yeah. by now. I think I think she's yes. she, I think she's demonstrated enough. Yeah, she's earned her keep. Yeah. And I, I agree, Robert. Steady operators. Nothing gets me more cozy than a yep. steady operator. 
<laughs> very, yeah, very you know, Yeah, you know, like, you know exactly what you're getting. You know it's going to be of worth, and, yep, you don't have to worry about it. Yep, I like that. Predictability is cozy. Yes, it is. And that brings us to our candle review. Again, we're, we're Skyping, so we're not in the same room. Um, and so Robert had recommended that we get this candle. Um, Jillian, can you sort of walk us through the candle situation for this week's yeah, episode? Yeah, I will. So, um, Robert recommended uh, Caldrea. Is that how you pronounce it? Caldrea? I don't know. I have. I also have no Who idea. I only knows? read it. Um, so, it, it was a blue sage and basil candle. And I looked it up on Amazon and I wasn't able to get there for two weeks. I guess it's a very particular candle. So, I went on a hunt around LA for it. I could not um, locate it, but I did find. Oh my, I feel so bad. Literally, this is a candle that uh, the place I'm subletting my friend left. So I was like, it's, I was like, I like it, and I just was like, this is the one. Well, I had no funny. intention that this was going to turn into. It was actually a, kind of like a fun thing. Well, uh, yeah, like a fun little scavenger, a little side note because I called the one place that was supposed to have it, and the woman said, oh. The Caldrea candles, they're very um, deceitful. She's, she said, oh, they, what? They, they, um, they say on their store locator that we sell the candles, but we only sell their cleaning products. And I guess it's what they do. They say, oh, we have the candles when you look through the, the store locator. But it's usually if they only sell one product, they'll show up as having selling the candles. And she goes, the old, older woman, she's like, oh, they really need to stop doing it. It's very... Um, unfair to their customers. Yeah, like, what, what, a, what a sinister candle company. <laughs> so she, um, <laughs> so she's very concerned for me. But I did find a candle that's blue sage, so we can connect on the blue sage. So great. So this this week is all about blue sage. Yes, blue so, sage. So a paddy wax version of blue sage and lavender. Yes. And a caldrea. Yes. Version that Robert's yeah. going to talk about, which is blue sage and basil. So we connect on the blue sage. That's our common thread connecting us from California to New York. Blue sage. Great. Which I don't actually even really know what blue sage is. All right. So cozy correspondent Robert, how's how's your blue sage over there? Um, no, I loved, I like, again, it was like a candle that was left in this apartment that I'm subletting. It's, uh, the smell is like very clean smell. Cause I like, I love sage, but it can be very much like sort of like something that really gets like stuck in your nostrils. It's like, can be very overwhelming. This one is like a very clean, very nice. Um, the throw on my candle is very good. It, uh, has lasted a really long time. So for me, it's a, it's a strong wick. Um, on my end, <laughs> strong even though Dalton Calder's yeah, like deceitful business practices perhaps should be <laughs> called into question. Yeah, so this patty wax, blue sage and lavender, also has a very powerful throw. It filled the room almost instantly yes. once we lit it, and that was really great. And it's a clean smell. It's a clean smell. It's very, it's very it's pretty. subtle, um, but present, and it's a cute little blue bottle, which I think is is very pretty. Yeah, I love blue bottles. Yeah, I, I Penny Wax has such a variety of candle holders. It really they really have every type of candle holder for every type of hipster. So, whatever wh- whether you're into blue glass or concrete slabs, they have a candle holder for you. In my next life, I want to be blue glass. <laughs> it's just so nice. But, oh no, I'll be my urn. A blue glass, a, a patty wax uh, <laughs> candle holder. You heard it here first. When Jillian dies and is cremated, she wants a blue glass urn. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, um. <laughs> I give it, a, I give it a strong wick. 
Yeah, me too. This these, this is a really nice candle. It was a good pick. Yeah, I'm glad that we could both find blue sages, and that's like a nice little yeah connected by ingredients. I literally, I'm like, I'm sorry that you went on such, had to go on such a journey to, I, I Listen, didn't know what I was getting, what it. I was like right, subjecting I also you to, but I just said, here's the candle. I was candle. just like, you know what, I'm going to find this candle, and it came close. But we now know that this is, maybe it's, Caldre is more like a luxury candle, maybe it's very, maybe it's only so full. Yeah, just, just find it in a subletted apartment near you, yeah. so it's it'll be left behind. Yeah, just, yeah. And then you can, you know, pick it up. <laughs> yeah. From whoever, you can't find it in the stores, but you can find it secondhand. Yes. Blue Sage. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like and a fancy... Mine still has some left, so if you want to come over yeah. and smell mine. Just go ahead. Just, just sniff it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sad that uh, our cozy correspondent will be going off on a little trip soon. Yes, I'm going to Brazil for two and a half months for work, um, leaving Wednesday. But, you know, I'll be... Uh, I'll have my microphone with me. I'll have my computer. Uh, and I'm, I'm going to, like, not, like, the middle of the Amazon rainforest. So I'll have internet, too. So, you know, if you... Want some cor- cor- cozy correspondence uh, from south of the border? You know where to find me. Yeah. Are you are you doing your your own podcast long distance from there? Yeah, that's the plan for now. We're gonna see how much we can make. It might be some of me co-hosting and some of me maybe just coming in doing a uh, little from the road segments. But it will the, the podcast will be coming out um, while I'm away, regardless. And that podcast is called Good for Her. Good for her. Good for her podcast, which you can find on Apple Podcasts. We're going to explore getting it onto other things. We don't have a mat on our podcast, so it's all very... The rollout is, as you know, you're going to have to work with us for a couple of weeks before we figure everything out. Um, but it will be coming out every two weeks regularly, and you can find it you on Apple Podcasts right now and then soon to be on other podcasting applications, probably. Great. Can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, that's awesome. Good for him. Yes. <laughs> Good for Robert. Good for her. Thank you, Jilly Bean. So uh, that, I guess that about does it for today. Yeah. Um, before we go, I do want to shout out Shinobi Penguin for their five-star review. Uh, thank you for your kind words. And if you haven't, please leave us a five-star review and only a five-star review on I Apple Podcasts. Uh, we always love to hear from you. And, you know, follow us on Instagram at all things cozy podcast and on Facebook. And thank you for all your comments on social media. Like when I, I'm not screaming into the void when I say something, people respond. So that's yeah, nice. Somebody's listening to yeah, our cozy to picks. my little musings that's on right. social media. It's, I always appreciate people screaming back to me. <laughs> in this black hole. Yeah. Scre- scream back to us, please. Yeah. Um, all right. Thank you for Robert so much for joining us. This was fun. Good to, good to have you Thank back. Thank you guys for having me. I'm, sh- I'm sure I'm sure we'll we'll have you on again. Yes. Enjoy your time in Brazil and and please check out uh, good for her. Yes, good for her. Good for all of us. Good for all of us. Good for hers. <laughs> <laughs> all right, stay cozy everyone. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.